welcome back to Netflix and Kill, the podcast dedicated to reviewing and documenting the horror films of Netflix. I'm Kai. I'm Marty. And every day I wake up and I wish this movie was dead! (laughs) That's me hitting a wall! I'm Hannah. (laughs) Yeah, we're mad. This movie. I hate this movie more than the Midnight Me Train. I'm just gonna say it right out the gate. I fucking hate this movie. I'm yeah. pacing. I'm pacing, y'all. At least the Midnight Me Train had like a silly premise, but this was just not good. At least there were lizards. <laughs> there were lizards. Yeah. There are no lizards here. I wish there were. I wish they'd eat me oh, right God. now. I don't want to be here anymore. This was you know what? Same. This, this movie was a manifesto about how much heterosexuals suck, disguised yep. as a revenge drama. It was yeah. terrible. <laughs> this um, was like this was like the shitty hetero guy version of uh, fucking Gone Girl or something. Is what it felt I like. I had to look up videos of Jane Lynch smashing things out <laughs> just to calm down. <laughs> Yeah, no, I'm actually I'm so like angry, filled with rage. Like I'm yeah, no, actually shaking. I'm so mad. I can't sit down for a little bit. The audio quality will improve after a couple of minutes while I shout. And I'm sorry to my my co-hosts because they're probably hearing it at full force through my um, headphones. But oh, you're so good. Oh, I'm upset. It's okay. I can. <laughs> I can. I can work on it. It's. It'll be fine. Get your feelings out. I'm not as mad, but I know it's going to escalate as we talk about it. I'll say yeah. that. So <laughs> the reason I brought this up is because recently I was going back through our old episodes to remove mentions of a certain network that will not be named. Mm-hmm. Um, and which I still haven't like finish doing that so if you have been listening to old episodes and you hear that come up i apologize i'm working on editing that but obviously mm-hmm. like it takes a long time because we have like 50 episodes yeah um, but anyway a, there's only one person who edits them and it takes a while because you know they have a job <laughs> thank you Kai. Yeah. thank you kyla <laughs> oh thank we'll you all um so i was re- listening to the episode marty and i did about most likely to die and in that episode, I brought up this movie because I was like, hey, these, I was like, yeah, these premises are kind of similar. Like, they're both about, you know, people reuniting with their high school bullies and stuff. Um, but in that episode, I was like, kind of like, it had been a while since I saw The Gift. So I saw it for the first time when it came out in theaters, which was 2015. And it was like the week before I went to college. And. Like, at the time, I kind of just, like, I was like, yeah, okay, cool. Like, like I thought it was, like, suspenseful, I guess. So I was like, okay, whatever, like a thriller. Like, the ending did make me really mad at the time. Um, because I went on the imdb.com forums and complained about the ending. And then, like, some dude bro told me that I was wrong and that I didn't know what I was talking about. Um, <laughs> oh but anyway, like, I kind of just forgot a lot of like I just kind of was like okay yeah whatever that exists um because I was busy moving into college so anyway in our episode I was like yeah this movie reminds me of the gift we should watch the gift and we're gonna talk about it on our podcast and so um and yeah, then two we years did later <laughs> two years later here we are uh and this movie was not good like I I was so lenient the first time I saw this poor 
baby mm-hmm. me was like, well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Normally, like we we've all studied film, so we know that it takes a lot of hard work and effort and a lot of complicated things that we don't see in the end product that go into making a film. So it's usually mm-hmm. like if something goes wrong, it's it's the filmmakers doing their best and I try to give them the benefit of the doubt. That's why I try to say very kind things about Saw. I try to say I try to find some merit in anything we watch even if it's terrible. Mm-hmm. I have no such feelings about this film. I've decided it's my mortal enemy and I want to kick it until it stops moving. And that's mainly because the script is awful. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and it's, like, awful in a moral way. Like, I would call yeah. this movie morally reprehensible. It's mm-hmm. it's not even so much a horror movie as it is just, like, kind of a, a, drama. a thriller thriller drama uh, it's a horrible about how shitty movie, men are. But I'm cha. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, I would say, like, the script on a structural level is fine. Like, my screenwriting professor would be like, yeah, that's a well-structured movie because it has a buildup of suspense and blah 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 but like just the the ideas and the themes behind the writing are mm, yeah absolutely terrible can i have a quick aside yes. yes okay is it okay if i just say the words like i, I don't want to cause any triggering in either of y'all or our potential listeners but is it okay if i just flat out say the word rape yeah. yes i mean yeah. we, we should just put in a and trigger warning right yeah. here i was about to this... say we need to attach a trigger warning now that like yeah this film talks about sexual assault i'm sorry that the last two movies we've talked about cover that topic um yeah it's not something that i enjoy talking about what's reprehensible to me about this film is that it doesn't even frame what happened as like assault it it reveals it like a revenge key point like you like you said earlier it fits the script it's doing Mm -hmm. the story narrative to talk about this revenge thing so it's not even being treated like this woman had her autonomy, like, violated, and that is why it is wrong. It's treated as, like, a plot point of, oh, this guy wronged him in his childhood, and this is payback, and aren't you so sorry you picked on a kid as... (laughs) Yeah. It's so fucking... Let's let's go, let's talk about the the plot and the key points, and then we can get into discussion about why the ending was so fucking bad. (laughs) Yeah. So, the film is about um, a couple played by Jason Bateman and Rebecca Hall, who move back to Jason Bateman's hometown, or, like, the town he grew up in, basically. Um, By the way, at the beginning of the film, all of us literally did a double take, because he says his name, and I completely 100% (laughs) thought he was saying that his name is Simon Cowell. Yeah. Um, I had to Google it, and apparently his name is Simon Callum. But I Callum. totally heard Simon Cowell. No, so that's like, what I'm we pretty sure him. we all heard Simon Cowell. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's what we called him for the whole movie. Yeah. Um, so, like, right after they move back, they run into this guy that Simon knew in high school named Gordon. Um, but he calls him Gordo. And, like, at first he doesn't even remember Gordon, but then, like, eventually more of it starts coming back. And... Gordon, like, very quickly attaches himself to this couple and is, like, bringing them gifts. Like, he gets them wine and koi fish for their pond, and he keeps coming over to their house and, like, spending time with them. And, like, honestly, he's being fun. Like, Simon's like, wow, he's so creepy and obnoxious. 
And I'm like, like he's at being that point, fine. He's not, he has not been creepy like, at all. His <laughs> gifts are a little overbearing, but like, whatever. Like, this couple is yeah. rich anyway, so it's not like it's I had that a friend who used to just walk rich. into my house. Yeah. And I like, thought that was weird. Yeah, it's like, it's not that unusual for like rich people to give each other weird, extravagant gifts. So, yeah. Whatever. Like, he's not. But yeah, Marty so pointed this keeps... out. This is essentially the plot of a sitcom episode. Yeah, right. Just they changed so, the lighting. Simon keeps going on about how weird he is and how much he hates Gordon and whatever. Um, he calls so, him Gordo the weirdo because that's what they yeah. called him in high school. And yeah, then, so as so the sun folds, like Gordon is a lot more creative the... than what they used to call me in high school. <laughs> uh. Should we say it out loud on the podcast? What did they call what, you in cunt? high school, Hannah? <laughs> a cunt. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say it, but I don't want to direct it at you. <laughs> no, it's kind of fun now. Yeah. I don't think I ever got called names in high school. In middle school, definitely. But like... Oh, <laughs> pre-realizing um, I was trans, I got called a lot of bad names. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, see, that's the thing is, the other things I got called were, like, slurs, so. Yeah, I that's get, the only one I can hold on to and I'm go, hmm, that's a fun yeah. word to say now. It's it, like, I did it, get it, called gay slurs, yeah. definitely, um, before, like, anybody realized I was gay, because that's just, like, yeah. how kids talked to each other, and I don't know if people do that now, but it was definitely a problem when I was in school, like, people just called each other gay slurs, like, all the time. Yeah. This movie is just um, a constant reminder sucks. of how I do not want children. Ah. <laughs> like, no. Yeah. Just no. Well, I want children so I can raise them to be better than this. Yeah. Um, and I applaud you. I salute you from afar in my childless no, treehouse. There's, <laughs> worshipping payment. There's no gender neutral alternative for the word aunt or uncle, but I want to be that. <laughs> the cool one of those. <laughs> yes. Oh, I do too if my brother ends up having kids. So anyway, back on track. Uh, speaking of kids, the couple does want babies, um, but they haven't been able to have any yet. And this is apparently like a topic that upsets them. Um, but also like maybe the wife is taking birth control, but then she says it's sleeping pills. So I'll believe her. But the movie wants you to think that she's taking birth control. Um, because the movie hates this woman. Yeah. And, uh, so Gordon invites them over to his house for a dinner. And it's this big fancy mansion. And he tells the sob story about how he was married, but his wife left him and took the kids and, and whatever. Um, and, like, the whole time Simon just, like, continues to, like, talk about him behind his back and just, like, be really rude to him. So, uh, he... They find out that it wasn't actually his house. It was, like, his boss's house or something that he had access to. And, um, so, like, that's the movie trying to make you believe that this guy is creepy. But, like, as we talked about, we kind of just thought, like, oh, well, this is just, like, a sitcom plot. Like, yeah. that's something that would happen in a sitcom that you just laugh about. Yeah. The amount of creepy things that have I have experienced in my life, this is among the the lesser yeah. end of it. I don't know <laughs> if it's 2020 or just being a woman, 
but like getting fish is something I would actually, you know, on the scale of things that have happened, that that would not be the worst. Yeah. No, yeah. I will say what he does next, like, is kind of weird. Like, it's implied. Yeah. Like, well, like they show up and all the fish are dead, so it's implied that he like killed the fish, um, which is definitely really creepy. Yeah. But like, you know, just don't talk to the guy again. But like, yeah. they make a big deal of it, and and Simon is like. Don't come near us again. Don't talk to us. Well, actually, that happens before, like, after they go to the dinner at his house. Yeah. Um, so Simon, like, shuts him down and is like, you're weird. Don't talk to us. Like, we don't want you near us. And then the dog goes missing for, like, a week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, which, it shows back up. I'm so glad the dog didn't die. I literally could, would not be able to handle it if they yeah. killed yeah, the dog. Yeah, we can assault all the women we want, but no dead dogs. Not in our movie. We have standards. <laughs> yeah. I mean like I don't know. There's there's a lot of stuff in this movie that's unacceptable, but like that part at least feels kind of consistent with like what the message is supposed to be without it being morally reprehensible. Yeah. I'm glad the dog is alive. I'm just very salty right yeah. now. I, I no, know. me too. <laughs> I'm just trying to get through this summary as fast as possible so we can yeah. like So we can about dunk this. on so- this guy. <laughs> uh, the wife keeps telling her husband, like, you need to apologize, you know, like, you were really rude to him. And the husband's, like, an asshole to her. He's like, you don't know what you're talking about. Like, he was weird, and he deserves to be bullied, and blah, blah, blah. And so, um, at one point, I think they kind of, like, do sort of make up from their bickering. Enough to get pregnant, at least. So that's a thing that's happening. Yeah. Um, well, she finds out pregnant. what um he did to Gordo first. Yeah, yeah. She finds out that um. Wait, she's that... pregnant at that point, though, right? No, she. They have the fight in the kitchen where she tells him that she knows, and then they yeah. kind of just drop it. Okay. Yeah. 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 That's so true. she um finds out that in high school, Simon and one of his friends like made up this story that they caught Gordo in a car having sex with another boy mm-hmm. and then um his when like his dad heard about it he tried to kill Gordo by setting and, him on fire yeah which is like super traumatic and Simon just blows it off he's like what we were just like joking like my dad used to smack me around it's no big deal and like your dad didn't set you on fire, though, Yeah, bro. like, what Go a therapy. flag. Like, if I were the wife at that point, I just 100% would have, like, left. Yeah, right no, then. I, I like, would have gone to my mom's flag. house and not come back. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, he he goes to talk to Gordo and, like, basically beats him up and threatens him. Mm-hmm. And then he goes back and tells his wife he apologized and that they made yeah, up with that's, each other. So what happened? And, and for some reason, she believes him, even though he's done nothing but lie his ass off the whole movie. Um, <sighs> so they, like, make up, and they get pregnant and whatever, and a bunch of stuff happens. And then, when it's time to have the baby, um, first of all, Simon oh loses God, his job due to, like, a... At the party. Yeah, yeah, due to a subplot, which, like, I don't feel, like, is really it worth mentioning. But it just involves him lying. Capitalism! This is, yeah. It's, like, some so, random guy busts into his house and breaks all the windows and sets his car alarm off. And it turns out, like, he's a guy that 
uh, Simon was spreading rumors about to get him fired so that Simon could get that guy's job. Yeah. And so that happened for whatever reason. And then later on, he loses his job because they found out that he was spreading lies about a co-worker in order to to gain power in his air work area i don't i'm i'm not explaining this well yeah no I, no you are he's lying I, so he could get a promotion and then they found out and fired his ass yeah yeah so like at that point you know it's like okay good he deserves to be fired and you're for a moment there's like a moment of hope where you think like okay He's going to get what he deserves. And then after mm-hmm. his wife has the baby, she's like, hey, um, I'm not going back to live with you. Like, basically, I'm leaving your ass, which is good because mm-hmm. he's done nothing but just like talk so disrespectfully mm-hmm. to her the whole movie. He like shushes her mid conversation. He yells at her all the time and mm-hmm. like berates her and tells her that she's wrong and she's stupid and doesn't know what she's talking about and basically like, just gaslighting it's hilarious. her yeah During i feel the so birth bad scene, for her he's like hiding behind the monitor and like their neighbor friend is holding her hand and like they're touching foreheads and like being the supportive one and he's just in the background like some sort of jackass jv coach <laughs> not even the main one the assistant yeah. He's just such a jerk. And so, like, I hate, you know, like, you want him to get his comeuppance, basically. Um, So you think, like, okay, this is it. Um, But then he goes home and he finds, like, Gordon left him a video. He he leaves him a gift and it's, like, a baby cradle and some other little presents. Yeah, so he leaves himself a video. He leaves him a video of of Gordon was like watching them and filming them and um there was an instance earlier in the movie where the wife faints and you find out that on that day it was because Gordon drugged her Gatorade and um assaulted her and so the baby is like maybe Gordon's and that's the twist and that's the punishment to Jason Statham for being a jerk is that his wife gets assaulted, even though, like, mm. she had nothing to do with it and was nice to Gordon. Yeah. And, like, apparently it's supposed to be ambiguous because they don't show you anything, but, like, the, yeah. the thing is, like, it doesn't like, matter. It he doesn't, still assaulted her. It doesn't matter because at that point he had been stalking them and he drugged her. And also, like, yeah. pinned himself on top of her and videotaped it. And I feel like that's grounds for assault on its own, so. It is. Yeah. It is full-on assault. He literally was responsible yeah. for incapacitating her and touching her without her consent. Yep. That is assault. Yep. Yeah. And, like, he also, you know, broke into their home. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. And. Uh, it's so dumb. Yeah, no, it sucks. It's like, why? This movie is disrespectful. It, yeah. It, like the- It's like this poor woman, like, has to deal with Jason Statham berating her, and then, like, gets assaulted, and she never finds out. Like, she doesn't know. Yeah. Which is mm-hmm. just terrible. Yeah. Like, she has all this awful stuff happen to her for no reason. Well, the framing of the trauma is to emasculate Jason, um, oh, fuck, Jason what's Bateman. his last Jason name? Jason Statham. <laughs> Jason, oh, yeah, Bateman. I almost said Jason Statham. Jason Oops, Bateman's character, bad. because it doesn't matter what was done to her from her perspective. That's not what the movie's interested in. The movie is interested in emasculating Jason Bateman as much as possible. So show you are in, you are 
what is, I'm trying to search for the word. I'm just very, very upset. Um, you are not sufficient as a husband. You are not sufficient as a father. You are not sufficient as a man. I have emasculated you the same way you emasculated me. Now I am, I have victory. And that's so fucking stupid and pisses me off so much because it completely removes her from the narrative mm -hmm. and does not seem to take into consideration what he did to her mm -hmm. emotionally at all and implies that she doesn't even have to know. Yep. Like, she still won because she gets that divorce, but no, she was still assaulted yep. and she might not even know. That doesn't make it any right. It doesn't make it any better. It yep. does, it just, it just fucking sucks. Yeah. The, the problem herein lies in the fact that the narrative treats her as, it, as property of Jason Bateman instead of her own person. Yeah, and, like, it sucks, because I know, like, the movie obviously wants you to, like, believe that he's an asshole, mm -hmm. but it's like, why are you still punishing her for all the stuff that he did yeah. wrong? Like, he's, he is, like, a bully, and he's a bad person, and it's like, he does, yeah, I want to see him get punished for that, but, like, she's not what a terrible reason. way to go about it. Yeah. Well, and that's why movies like this just make me so upset and so sad because on an existential yeah. level, someone wrote this and didn't even consider the possibility of her perspective and what this meant for her. Mm -hmm. They saw her as an object. They didn't even see her as a character. They didn't even see her as a figment of sim. They saw her as a symbol of property, of mm -hmm. motherhood, of wife, and they didn't see her as her own person. Yep. And it's just so profoundly depressing yeah. and aggravating and disappointing mm -hmm. to see someone write something so lazy, so sexist, and so stupid. Yeah. yeah. It's just- And it, it gets- it gets worse when you think about the fact that the guy who's the writer and director, Joel Edgerton, I'm calling him out. Yeah, um, call his ass out. He is the writer and director of this film. He also plays Gordon- Mm -hmm. Um, which is really creepy, honestly. Mm -hmm. Like, I'll give him this, he's good at playing a creep. Um, yeah. This is the only perf- I've seen him in a few other movies, and, like, I thought he was really bland. Um, this is the only performance of his that I thought he did a good job, so. Yeah. The- the- the thing is, like, it- it wouldn't be such a problem if not for the implication of what he views women as- and the fact that he played that character at, like, doing that thing. and Well, like, and I don't want to... Well, I think the problematicness like... is, is built into the bones of the movie. Like, yeah. even the idea of the bullied victim becoming the oppressor. Like, yeah. the only it's implying the only reason you shouldn't bully is one day they might come back and get you. It's a white And that's kind of fantasy. a problem in a couple of movies. Like, I will say Carrie has undertones of it, but the thing is, the movie makes you feel so sorry and makes you appreciate the pain she's in, mm -hmm. so that it's a tragedy as well as a kind of a revenge story. And yeah. the revenge is a very mm -hmm. small part of it. Most of it is just the tragedy of it. But with Gordon, he is such an aggressor and just, you don't get to, well, like, he's, uh, I, he's not even an aggressor for most of it, but he's just vindicated at the end for this awful, awful, awful action, and it's not, it, that's not how life works, and it pisses me it's, off. He, he yeah. didn't even do it to the person who was wronging him, either. It was just, like, it, it didn't make any sense from the perspective of someone who doesn't view people as property, and it's, it just, it, it was bad. <laughs> it was just bad. <laughs> like, here's the thing. If you want to have this, okay, if you want to have, if you want to make Jason Bateman a cuck, like, if that is your goal <laughs> in life, if you really want that, 
then you have to be everything. Just seduce his wife. Yeah. Just yeah. be a good man. Just, Don't yeah. really need to drug her. Just treat her with respect. Yeah. And even then, she doesn't owe you anything. Just be her friend. Just be her friend. Yeah. You don't need to rape yeah. anybody. Just or be like, her friend. Just be already, a decent yeah. fucking person. Yeah, it's like he already won by like shedding light on what a horrible person her husband was. Like she For was real? already ready to leave him, which is punishment enough. Like, and he already lost his job due to un yeah. like unrelated circumstances. So, like, just yeah. If you want to get revenge in like the real satisfying way, that we all deeply want the person who wronged us in life to be seen as they are, as a bad person, mm-hmm. and for everyone to recognize them and shun them. All he'd have to do is use all that stalking he did to try to assault his wife and turn it into finding his very clear methods of corruption at work, very clear methods of gaslighting his wife and just bring it up to each party individually and offer them a solution about how to he either get divorced and, like, get all the money and the baby, or, um, you know, get him fired. That's satisfying. Yeah. I would like that. But the point, the point, though, that he's basically trying to make is that, you know, it did or it didn't happen based on the ending of the tape he gave him, and so therefore it's, like, you know no one's gonna believe you because you don't even like because you've been lying for so long it's like god just just uh you don't even have to lie or do that it's you just gotta tell the truth to people yeah well like logically first of all like logically it would actually be pretty easy to bust gordon for it like yeah i mean like just they, take the he tape already to the filed police. a restraining order and like they know that he was stalking him and even if he yeah. doesn't show his face like in the video he's wearing a mask but like you can hand, draw he conclusions wrote the notes. like his handwriting is obviously going to be his like there are handwriting analysts who work mm-hmm. as criminal investigators like his fingerprints are probably all over the gifts that he gave like there is very, very much easy enough to evidence to put this guy away yeah like, also, like, run a paternity test on the baby if you're that worried about, like, yeah. did he or didn't he. But, like... But again, like, it shouldn't even be, like, are you the father of my wife's baby? It should be, you assaulted my wife? Yeah. Yeah. And it's, like, the the ending is just, like, he doesn't even, like, try to go in there and immediately talk to the wife about what happened. He's just, like, sitting there staring at her through, like, the maternity ward window just, like, staring at the baby, mostly. And that's... what I think it is heavily implied that they're first, not gonna yeah, tell her. There's just no point of, like, making the baby the point of this when in the person who was hurt was the wife. It just does not mm. make any sense. What also makes me so mad about this is it's implied that they're not gonna tell her and that she doesn't need to know because this is between the two men. This is their battle, not hers. Not like she just had to put a fucking baby out of her vagina and, like, this baby is hers now. It is hers alone. And the fact that they're implying, oh, you don't need to know this information is so condescending and misguided and sexist. And I I know that that word has lost power because a lot of trolls on the internet like to gaslight women into thinking that they are overreacting to something when, in fact, Mm -hmm. this is disgusting. This is the kind of attitude that disenfranchises women and leads to continued abuse and assault and i have no patience for it anymore and i'm tired of pretending that i do for the benefit of someone who should know better yeah Mm -hmm. plus like at at the beginning they made it clear that pretty much she was a part of whatever was going on because she's the one moderating all of this 
feud or whatever you want to call it because she's the one telling Jason Bateman to go apologize, you know, talking to him and like, you know, trying to be a good person and helping him to cope with the fact that he was an awful person when he was a kid to no avail. But apparently that doesn't mean shit because, you know, she's not a person to Joel and it's just this even though like she's, she's a doing, fictional character it doesn't matter <laughs> your character she's doing agency. everything she can to, yeah like be the good wife to be supportive to do the right thing like apologize to this guy you heard a long time ago i'm gonna give you the benefit of the doubt i'm gonna try to listen to you and ev- at every turn she is blocked and mm-hmm. people are so they wonder why like oh you're such an angry woman it's like yeah there's a reason yeah. there's a reason for that yeah <sighs> <sighs> thanks i hate it they also the vibe of this movie when they were just having casual conversations it was like being stuck at my parents dinner party when like everyone <laughs> yeah. was talking about oh, oh the business so like there's not even an enjoyable social element of this yeah. movie. it's just at the very beginning talking like, about business yeah so many work conversations and it's all about how oh Jason Bateman's gonna rise in the ranks and become a great capitalist and that's all the work conversations are and then whenever she goes and visits the neighbors it's like oh you'd be such a great mother here's how wonderful babies are and mm-hmm. it's like okay like I'm yeah, not interested she in any of these conversations she doesn't get she a has single like conversation no that isn't related to being a mother or Jason Statham there's no, there is Bateman. none. Bateman. We See, now you've got me that. doing it. God damn. Sorry, there's too many Jasons. <laughs> yeah. Simon Cowell. Simon Cowell. Jason whatever. Jason Cowell. I don't even remember her name. What is her name? In the movie, her name yeah. is Robin. Robin. Robin The actress is like, Rebecca that's the other things. And, yeah. I, and yeah. like, I feel for her, like... The fact that we couldn't remember her name for a moment just, like, speaks volumes as to yeah. how important they make her in this movie. Awful. I remember the fucking dog's name. <laughs> well, oh, I remember the, dog. the dog's name is Mr. So Bojangles. Yeah. The only man I can trust in this movie. They say know, his right? name more times in the movie than they say her name, which is why we remember it. Yeah. Like, she doesn't even have a name for the most part, except in, like, one moment. Ugh. I thought this was a parable about how suburban life is also hell because like in every conversation they have, she's just sitting there and looking so upset Yeah. while Jason Bateman just talks about bullshit and like talks for her. And I was like, oh, this movie is going to be how like Jason Bateman was the villain the whole time and she needs to escape the suburban hell from both of these men. And I thought she was going to pull some final girl shit, Mm -hmm. but nope, they just remove her agency entirely. I fucking hate everything. It's like you were almost there and then you were. Weren't. You did a full 180 into hell. <laughs> yeah, it's just like I, I just it's because like that's literally just a wish fulfillment fantasy. Yeah, no, about it's... and listen, like I don't know Joel Edgerton as a person. I don't know anything about him other than what he's been in. So like, I'm not gonna say that this is what he's like in real life because I don't know him, and I don't think that's fair to say like, oh, he's a creeper in real life. But I do think that that the prop like inherent in this movie is a problematic belief system mm-hmm. um so that raises some red flags to me but like yep. the, it very much reads that to me it reads like this is a wish fulfillment fantasy 
about getting revenge on your high school bullies and fucking their wife. Um, and that might not be true, but that's definitely how it reads. Yeah. And like, even if like if that's the case, and that's how people are interpreting your movie, then I think you should really do some analysis. Uh, major editing. Do some major script editing. <laughs> Talk to a woman. Yeah, that's Just too. Speak to one woman. Have a Talk woman, to a woman edit who your script. Like, who feels comfortable agreeing with, uh, no, disagreeing with you and challenging your beliefs and don't call her a fucking bitch when she doesn't like your goddamn screenplay. And that's a message to everyone. Yes. Mm-hmm. Please. Oh, I'm so upset. I'm so yeah. upset. Yeah. No, this, this movie was bad. Women are constantly, and this is something I saw a lot in a lot of movies I saw this semester too, so I'm just, this is kind of the rage boiling over, like, I saw We Are the Millers the other day where women are literally an object that we do, like, a lampshading effect where it's like, oh, but you're in on the joke now. Don't you see? Now that we see how problematic it is, we can do it openly, and we- we're, we did it. We solved sexism. And I'm like, no, That's you're just not... doing it, but not doing the critical thinking to address it and do something about it to change the narrative. Yeah, it's... Yeah. I mean, yeah. if you want to solve sexism, like, hire more women... Writers and directors. Yeah. Like Well, and that's something I also used to really kind of like about horror is it challenges the gender binary by like giving women in like a perilous situation certain traits that are typically associated with masculinity where they fight back. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's part of And in this part- movie they just took that away. Yeah, that's part yeah. of the reason why I didn't feel like this was at all a horror film. It's I mean, it's definitely a horror film if you put it into the perspective of Robin, the only female character, main character at least in this whole movie. But mm-hmm. from from the perspective that we're given from Simon Cowell, uh Jason Bateman, um and Gordon Joel Edgerton, it's not it's not good because it it just like it just feels like drama because that's what it is really and it just wasn't good where was the blood where was the blood <laughs> it feels dehumanizing yeah. Bring back i feel objectified yeah like it's weird because i don't even feel objectified like there were gratuitous shots of boobs and breasts yeah, no like there we normally associate with objectification it's more she was literally turned into an object yeah. for the narrative to make jason bateman feel yeah, bad she was a propped in the script and like that's a huge problem <laughs> and i think that's where my rage is coming from is just i this this disregard for humanity and emotion and their own journey mm-hmm. pisses me off to no avail which is why i like horror movie when it addresses that and yeah. like mm-hmm. when when your personhood is at risk that personhood comes back and fights back i love the human spirit in that regard but when horror movies are just using these people as meat sacks to just eliminate because we can and it's shocking and oh we did it i'm like this is so lazy yeah and this is so you could do so much more. The human spirit is so much more interesting and emotionally engaging, and you're just choosing to ignore it because you want to feel like a big dick boy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love your phrasing of that because- I do too. It's it's both hilarious and makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> it's just- But I will say that, like, and- I'm not trying to say that men can't write women because like we've seen some really great um films starring women that are written by men. But I like Wes Craven. I would say just in general like 
hire more women. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, you just need to do that. And, like, and and this extends to race as well. Like, um, yeah. I was having this conversation the other day with someone about, like, you know, all the things that companies are doing to, like, try and correct the racist stuff they made. So, like, for example, like, putting a disclaimer in front of Gone with the Wind or whatever, and it's like, okay, well, that's well and good, but, like, why don't you just literally hire more black yeah. creators, like, writers and directors? Get Out is the best that's... horror film to come out in decades because Jordan Peele is brilliant and knows what he's talking about because of who he is. Yeah, it's, like, yeah. literally just, like, just... <laughs> hire these people like hire these voices that are getting overlooked like you can try your best you know to yeah i don't know do whatever but like it's not gonna get better unless you literally hire um minority voices and put them in positions of creative power yep Mm mm-hmm and make an effort if you're writing something too because like there there is not a pie i think we've all been deluded into thinking that success and entertainment is a pie where only a certain amount of people get to write stories and yeah. that's not what is being said at all just we all have a place and a piece to give it's a buffet everyone yeah. can bring mm-hmm. something to the table you're not you just have to be aware that everyone has the right to bring something and you can't just shut them out mm-hmm. because you want to bring your work up. Yeah. You have to do the work to include people. And that means in your writing too. Yeah. You have to write for real women. You have to write for real persons of color and black people and Hispanic people. You have to put in the work. You can be a part of the change too. You are not immediately excluded from the conversation, but you have to do the work to listen and to change. And it's not the funnest thing in the world all the time. You're gonna fuck up and you're gonna be wrong. Yeah. But you gotta do it because it's worth doing, and it's just, it's so yeah. much better in the long run, both for you as a person and for yeah. the content that you create. This this mm-hmm. both, like, it, it leads into a conversation of, like, uh, of course, writers need more voices in order for their product to be as best as possible, but also it goes into, like, producers, executive producers, people in charge of, like, you know, studios need to also stop selecting only one type of voice, you know, and actually, like, spread out the, you know, the, uh, their palette of the scripts that they choose and the people that they hire, and it, like, it, it, it definitely relies in, like, the work itself, but it also relies on the people who are in power who, you know, allow people to make the work, you know? Well, and I want to be very clear, too. I'm not trying to imply that, like, the, the you know, minority writers should feel bad for not yeah. trying hard enough. That's not what I'm saying. Yeah, I'm I saying know. that to the people who are in charge who, like, are, like, you know, white and cis, and they're like, oh, my God, I'm yeah. going to be shut out by the minorities. It's like, no, no. you are not. They they no. just deserve to have rights. And you're, they're, them having rights is not going to take your rights away. Yeah. Just be a human being and interact with other human beings. What the fuck is wrong with yeah. you? Yeah, no, I was I was definitely adding to your point. I was not trying to downplay it. Um, gotcha. And I don't think that's what it was. I was just worried that what I was saying was coming across as like, it's, you know, it's like that typical idea of like, oh, well, it's the, you know, it's the people who are being oppressed's job to stop being oppressed. And that's not because yeah. I, I know sometimes when I'm talking about these issues as, you know, a white cis woman's, I, my perspective and uh, vocabulary is limited. So I do appreciate it when people call me out. Yeah, I get that. But that that's yeah. not how I was reading what you were saying at all. Like, I totally got that. Um, I was just adding to your point that like, it's, 
it's definitely the the people in position of power are the ones who are suppressing the voices by choosing things that are more similar to themselves and they definitely need to spread out their their diversity and like diversify the um the media that they create because otherwise you know you're gonna end up with uh, a million movies exactly like this one and i i don't want that please god no yeah, i can't and, like, sit what through the fuck was the of point these? at the end of the day at the end of the day what is the moral here he shouldn't have been a dick to that guy as a kid yeah but also he shouldn't have raped his wife in revenge and he shouldn't have yeah. needed that to happen to know what he did was wrong yeah mm-hmm. yeah no the moral of this from where i'm standing is that cis men are awful <laughs> yep yeah <laughs> It's oh just, dis- I'm just disappointed, disheartened, and I wi- it's the worst feeling. See, to me, the worst feeling I have after seeing a movie is I'm either bored or I wish I hadn't seen it. Like, there yeah. was nothing that I felt like I saw that I needed to see in this movie. Like, yeah. I literally can't think of a damn thing that was redeeming about this film. Yeah, no. It- Plus, like, they added in stuff that didn't even make sense to the plot and just kind of was there to add a little bit of flavor for the ending, which in the end wasn't good, so you didn't need all of that. Sorry. <laughs> even the yeah. meat train, midnight d- train of George Devil at Wind. Least, oh, fuck it. It had lizards. At least the midnight meat train had Ted Raimi and his eyeball popped out. <laughs> I will say that. <laughs> yeah. At least I laughed at the Midnight Me train, even though it was awful. <laughs> so we have a new worst on the podcast. May I may I um, present this as the worst film we have watched thus far? Hold on. I, I present it to the let court. Me, what does me, the court say? Let me let me get my get my chart here. That's like the the ranks of all the movies. Um, and I'm just gonna take Midnight Me train and move it one up, and then take the gift and put it all the way at the bottom just taking that little velcro piece with the name on it and i'm gonna put it at the bottom <laughs> i'm gonna say this is because like it's hard for me to pick a worst film out of all the ones we've seen because we've seen so many i will say this is the one that made me the angriest yeah like by far yeah mm-hmm like, angrier than all the Saw movies. Yeah. I would watch... I mean, I like the Saw movies. I would watch the Saw movies a million times over um, before watching this movie again. I would watch Bradley Cooper give uh, a, a, a rim job to a woman over and over again before <laughs> I would watch this movie again. Even Here's once. the thing. I think Sarah. y'all are offering, like, um, alternatives that are, like, not amazing. I, might I recommend... We watch Mamma Mia. I love Mamma Mia. Mamma Mia has women making choices for themselves. Yes. I would watch Mamma Mia. I would also watch Mamma Mia. I really relate to the dad that's played by uh, Colin uh, Firth. Firth. I was going to say Farrell, but then I was like, no, that's the Irish one. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love Mamma Mia. I do too. <laughs> I'm just gonna listen to the Mamma Mia soundtrack angrily bopping in my car until I calm down. <laughs> Mood. Oh, God. This... I do. You know what? The next time we watch a Saw movie, I'm gonna be nicer. You know what? I might actually watch some of the Saw movies we've already covered so that I at least know what you're talking about if you talk <laughs> about the last ones. 
(laughs) (sighs) I'm just gonna drink wine. Yeah. Drink to forget. Drink to forget. forget. Um, so yeah, if you... you, Yeah, Babadook was also good. If you have not seen this movie, don't watch it. It's not worth your time. No. Um, we'll be back in the next few weeks with hopefully some better movies, or at least some that are laughably fun. Uh, in the meantime, you can find us on Twitter at Netflix underscore in underscore kill. Come, I don't know, come be mad with us. Yeah. Come vindicate us in our anger. Yeah. I feel so mad. The, if, I've, if, like, got a vein in my head that's just about to burst. I'm, I'm gonna say if the guy from IMDb ever finds this episode and he gets really mad about it, well, you know, the thing is, uh, this it was dedicated to you and how shitty your opinions are. We're right. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, what are you gonna do? Send me a frowny face emoji? Oh, I'm so scared. <laughs> Real big dick boy sending emojis. Well, now, well, <sighs> maybe he wants bygones to be bygones, frowny face. Here's Ugh. the thing. I have gotten into some beef on film TikTok, and most Ugh. of the time, the sexists are, like, 12-year-old boys. No. Where'd you learn that from? Call of Duty Modern Warfare? <laughs> Is that what they teach you on the Overwatch, Jimmy Boy? Did SpongeBob SquarePants teach you that slur, Sonny Jim? Uh, God. Well, do y'all have any last things you want to add before we wrap this up? Um, th- today at work, I saw a man wearing a mask that said Infowars on it, and I didn't think my day <laughs> would get any worse, but it did oh. <laughs> because I had to watch this movie. <laughs> Just, women are people, they are not your object. Um, if you have beef with someone, just, trust me, the best revenge is just to forget them and live your life. If you have beef with someone, tell them that you're a vegetarian and you're not fucking scared of them. Don't, don't, like, you know, rape their wife. You should just, like, fucking deck him in the face. Because you're vegetarian and you're not fucking scared of him. (laughs) Yeah. Like, I truly don't understand, unless something just incredibly life-changing happened to you in that time period, I don't understand people who are so hung up on high school. Yeah, no. Like, even if you were bullied, you know, that sucks. Mm -hmm. And, like, people should not be bullied. Um, Lady Gaga was tossed in a trash can and became a pop sensation. Yeah, it's like... It's like, high school is only a fraction of your life. Like, yeah. it's nothing. It's four years, okay? Yeah. Like, it, like, it's not even one twenty-fifth of your life. Yeah. So. You did that math you know, really fast. <laughs> Damn. And it's not <laughs> like, even, like, it's not to discount the pain you experienced. Like, that pain is wrong and what was done to you is wrong. But- Continuing to dwell on it and hurt more people because of that pain will not heal you, ultimately. You have to learn to forgive yourself. Uh, Mm -hmm. Yeah. Also, go to therapy, which is something that Jason Bateman in this movie didn't do. And uh, he he, fucking should have. Yeah, he was like, I grew up okay because my dad beat me. And it's like, "Uh, no, Uh, you didn't. No, you didn't. Go to therapy. (laughs) I'm glad he's not going to be a parent to that baby. Yeah. Um, that's a also, good thing. Also, a husband to that woman. Oh, women, God. if your partner 
Well, this goes for anyone, really. Yeah. If your partner talks disrespectfully to you, leave their ass. Like, do not yeah. put up with that. You deserve better, and there is someone better out there. Like, mm-hmm. do not put up with people belittling you and gaslighting you and telling yeah. you that you're wrong and you're stupid and you don't know what you're talking about. Like, and if you need help getting away from someone, look for help. Um, sometimes it's hard to find someone who is a close friend, but there's always people who work for, like, specific programs to help, you know, people get away from abusive, yeah, abusive situations. There's, um, there are, like, you know, housing, uh, places that, you know, are supposed to help people get away from, uh, abusive people without, you know, without them knowing, so... Yeah, just reach out, look around. Um, there's always a solution. Um, it might not mm-hmm. come right away, but there there is. It just takes a little digging. Could we attach a hotline? Yeah. Yeah, I'll I'll attach a number to um, an abusive relationship hotline and to a sexual assault hotline to the show yeah. notes of this episode. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we'll, we'll be back with better stuff next week. Um, but until then, thank you guys for listening to us. You can support us on Patreon um, if you want to. If you we want to pay us for our time, yeah. yeah. If you want to pay us for our time putting up with this terrible movie, we appreciate yeah. it. But if not, we appreciate your li- your listening. Um, in the meantime, thank you again so much for joining us, and go live your best life. Yes. I'm going to go Sue Sylvester rage down my hallway now. <laughs> okay. I thought you were going to say you were going to sue Joel Edgerton, and I was going to be like, go for it. <laughs> I might. I might.